Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician, I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. I'm Bree here with Melissa again. Today, we are going to cover something that we actually talk about often in our gateway classes, provings and aggravations. Those sound like maybe big words or words you wouldn't associate with homeopathy. So if you're new, we'll talk about them, what they mean, how to tell when you're experiencing one, and maybe some questions that we get often. Yeah, so one thing that I really love um, that you came up with, Brie, is instead of calling it an aggravation, calling it an acceleration, because that's really what it is. So people get really worried about provings. And what I always learned in school, and I still see in my practice, is they're uncommon. They're, they're just, they, they don't happen really. And so a lot of people, what we see is people take a remedy one or two times and have a brand new symptom and say that they've proved it. Um, okay. Maybe. Okay. I don't mean to derail you, but I'm thinking I never even knew about provings when I first started using homeopathy. I just use the remedies and I never had a worry about something going wrong or something happening. And so I'm even wondering if maybe just the fact that we know we are so used to allopathic medicine creating side effects Mm -hmm. that we almost are looking for a reason or looking for something to go wrong Um, or waiting for something to go wrong, I should say. So I've said this recently, how... Of course, you know, my goal is to teach you all how to do this at home, how to do it well. So I I need to teach every aspect of it. But it wasn't until I started teaching aggravations and provings that I got all of this worry. Because before I became a homeopath, my homeopath just said, there's nothing to worry about. There's no, there's no side effects. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. So she didn't teach me about proving. So I had no worries about provings. But now more people are worried about it because they know that it's something that could happen. But the true definition of approving is a prover is a person who goes and takes a, it's a well person, 
who's not sick, who takes a remedy and they have symptoms from that remedy because they're well and they don't need that remedy. Does that make sense? So right. so you're basically proving that the remedy works, that the, exactly that, that that's what the remedy does. Yes. That that's what the remedy person, it secures. treats those symptoms and a well person. It can, I wouldn't say create, I guess, technically can yeah. create those because they're, it's almost like that the medicine in those remedies in a well person don't have a thing to act on. That's like right. Not fighting the illness at all because it doesn't exist there. That's right. So when you're sick and you take the wrong remedy, the only thing that happens is nothing. You don't prove it when you're taking or an acute the wrong illness. Remedy. You're saying. Right. Or even, or even chronic, but here's the thing. If you continue to, for long-term taking the wrong remedy over and over and over again, then you, you could definitely start having symptoms, um, of that remedy. And here's my best example. Roost tox is homeopathic poison ivy. And if you are to take roost tox every day, without needing it, it's the wrong remedy, you're taking it for the wrong thing, it's not correct, then you could start having random itching, right? Because poison ivy makes us itchy. So you could start having random itching. And if that were to happen, then you stop taking the remedy and that symptom stops. It's very easy and simple, nothing to be scared about. So provings, maybe that's a symptom. What about Okay, this is something we have heard too. Do provings cause symptoms of illness? Like, oh, I took the, I took our Seneca album, and the next day I threw up all over the place. Or right, maybe so, colosynthesis, and I had really bad cramps. Um, or are those probably coincidental that your symptoms are evolving or changing? So this is if you've just taken the remedy a few times, one time, two times, three times just a few times or even just a few days, you you can't prove a remedy that fast. So likely your symptoms have changed through your condition. We have to remember that homeopathy's job is to move your body through the condition faster and easier than you would have without homeopathy. So your symptoms change when you have a cold, cough, flu, stomach virus, whatever it is. So that remedy likely, rather than it being approving, was bringing something out either as a result of the condition that you're dealing with or something that you suppressed in the past. Cause that's how we up this job. My brain just started putting this all together. So <laughs> I'm thinking, let's say I start with a cold. Okay. I have maybe some congestion. Um, I don't know. I feel like what often happens is somebody maybe takes aconite brionia or ferrumphos or something. And then later that night doesn't stick to the four dose rule, by the way, I think that's often Paired with thinking that they're proving is often not sticking to a remedy at all and maybe jumping mm-hmm. around. Maybe take sanguinaria and then have a headache or like pressure or whatever. Maybe what's actually happening is not approving. Probably what's happening is an aggravation, like bringing up what you just said, that symptom sooner than maybe you would have felt it. Is that that's right? Is that kind of that's what right? <clears throat> so the the aggravation is like you call it an acceleration of your current symptoms. So your your cough gets worse, 
or you throw up a little bit more for just, you know, a time or two. And I don't want to scare people, um, but uh, it's getting it out. The The point of homeopathy is to get it out so you're that you depressing. can be done with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if your cough gets worse, that's where people freak out and say, oh my gosh, no, this is, oh no, I'm getting worse. I have to stop this remedy. This remedy is making me worse. I yeah. saw that when I took this remedy, I got worse. And that's homeopathy's job is to bring it out. So you might get worse before you get better. So we have to remember that. So I like to use the example of, um, I know I probably said it in the gateway classes, but when I first experienced an aggravation, I only remember hearing that it was a good thing. Well, it just happened to be that a fever represented mm-hmm. and it was working or something. Um, and it was when I used belladonna when I was getting the flu and I took Belladonna and within that evening or that an hour later, my fever went high. I was miserable. And I remember thinking that's a good sign. And I took another dose, which probably, I don't know, maybe I should or shouldn't have, but, um, by the next morning, I'm not kidding you. It was one terrible night. I woke up feeling like 100% better. Not even like you usually wake up after the flu, Mm -hmm. like a little bit hungover from being sick. I literally woke up better. Yeah. And that still happens for me. A fever tends to be the thing that is accelerated the most common for me. Um, And that's kind of where I got that idea of, I feel like it pushed it out of my body super fast and intense. And then it was gone. Yeah. And so that's what we have to... Just know that if we know that that's how homeopathy works, we can expect it and we can hang in there and do it. And, um, you know, there is, what is the word? Um, A comparison, maybe, so to speak, of aggravations versus provings to the biblical truth that we are to endure trials, but we are not to endure attacks. Right. So sometimes the enemy attacks us. We're not to endure attacks from the enemy. Okay. But we are to endure trials come and they Mm -hmm. make us stronger and we learn and we grow in those trials. We were never promised an easy life here on earth. But when the trials come, we look to the Lord, we move through those. It doesn't feel good, Mm -hmm. but we keep going. We do endure that. The attacks, no, we are not to attack, uh, endure attacks from the enemy. So uh, so the comparison is we endure aggravations, but we do not endure provings. So if you really were to have a proving, no, you shut that down. You stop taking mm-hmm. the remedy and it, it stops. That's I it. like that. You have several of those little um, like spiritual analogies that go with this. I've never heard them and I love it. Um, I was going to ask a question about aggravations too, in that sense where we endure them. And what about if they're like super intense, maybe with a chronic issue or something, you don't have to push through to that, maybe until you're miserable. So maybe what are some ways that you can manage an aggravation or you don't want to put a stop to it, so manage it, I guess. That's right. You can slow down. So if the aggravation is too big and it's making you 
um, measurable to, you know, where you just, you don't want to do this. You don't have to do that. You can slow down. So you can, um, you can slow down on the frequency of the dosing is what I would do. I wouldn't stop taking the remedy because your aggravation is a good sign that the remedy is the right choice and it's doing its job, but, um, you can slow down back off. So let's say you, the protocol says to take it twice a day. Maybe you only take it once a day. Okay. And then for some people that are very sensitive like me, I, if a remedy says take it twice a day, I probably could take it once a week and have the same. You are very really, sensitive. I am very remedy. sensitive. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I kind yeah. of have been secretly hoping that maybe the more I use homeopathy, like the <laughs> more you kind of like respond to it. I think it might just be who you are though. Maybe. And also I do think it's how long too. I do. I think how long you've been, how long, because I've been using it for more than 20 years. I do think that um, your body after, so it depends on how old you are. After 20, 30, 40 years of using allopathy and pretty much, um, I mean, that hurts, that hurts the body systems. And you almost have to retrain the body because you spent all those years shutting everything down, suppressing everything, telling it, no, you can't come out. It's like the dog that's been caged up, you know, in a, um, or chained up in the backyard for years. Yeah. You know, it's not retraining. It doesn't know what to do when it gets free. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When it gets free, it's like, what do I do? Your body's like, what? That kind of gets into the um, terrain theory, right? Yeah. So that's the yes. Yeah. So when your terrain is strengthened, then you move through it easier. You're, you know, you, you may come become more sensitive to the remedies and not have to use them as much, but um, you should, it should definitely be easier and easier to use the remedy. So, you know, I worked with a classical homeopath in in the beginning and I didn't, I didn't treat anything acutely. She didn't do anything with my acute conditions. She told me to take vitamin C and elderberry and echinacea mm-hmm. and astragalus. Um, so it was, I had already been using homeopathy a long time before I started treating acute conditions in myself oh. and my family. Okay. What about then on the opposite end, if you're taking a, a remedy and it's working some and wears off quickly, or my brother-in-law has bad allergies and he's been taking Apis 30 and he is eating those like candy. Like he, he says they work and then he needs more like very soon after. In that situation, I would tell him to get a 200. That is actually what I told him. I was, mm-hmm. so that makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, I actually am making him your allergy protocol and doing yeah. all of that. Um, that's kind of opposite of an aggravation, but when you know a sim- or a remedy is working, you would up the potency before you would change the frequency. So you could change the frequency, but if he's eating that, you know, if he's, if he's dosing himself that often, then, you know, then I would say, so I would increase the frequency first. And then if that's not working, you're still take, you're taking it a lot, then increase the potency. Okay. That is good to know. So if it's working, then don't, don't leave it. Right. That's what I told him. I think it's a good choice. Um, but maybe we'll change the potency and take it less often, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And over time, I mean, just like you just said, it's retraining his body. He's always treated it with Claritin or, you know, whatever that nose spray. Flonase? Flonase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle used to love that stuff. 
So really, oh yeah. <laughs> now I convinced him to use a neti pot, so that's better. Awesome, good. Back to proving's though and aggravations. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add to the proving's. I just think it's interesting how we worry so quickly, and maybe this is going on a tangent, but I know it's something you are passionate about the worry and the fear. So maybe mm. you could speak a little bit to the underlying issue may be more mm. our worry or our fear or the baggage we're carrying from what we think we know about medicine. That is so good. That's really good. Because I had such anxiety when I first started using homeopathy. I was on Lexapro. I had huge anxiety. And um, I was so worried about what this homeopathy thing that I'd never heard of before was going to do. I mean, you should have, I mean, I can, I remember um, talking to this homeopath and emailing her, you know, this was again, more than 20 years ago. So <clears throat> I remember emailing her constantly and asking her questions. She probably was like, this girl. <laughs> you were one of those. Yeah. I was one of those. I was. And so... If you are anxious, that's really the problem. So you're, so then you, we have, we have these irrational thoughts. We have all these thoughts and we worry. So worry is Ignatia, right? And so when we worry about all these things, when you're worried about provings too much, that's really the mental thing that you need to be treating rather than um, looking at everything and saying, is this approving? Is this approving? Don't worry. I'm telling you, don't worry about it. No. I, I don't see them. I don't see provings. Um, the one, the example that I give with the roost talks was a person who took roost talks for three years when it wasn't working. And it went away. You said within a week. Within a week. After and all he had three years. Yeah. And all he had was some itching. He was like, yeah, yeah my legs are itching. I'm like, okay, stop the roost talks. Done. Right. Simple, easy stuff. This is then not give him poison ivy, right? Or, you this know, is not big deal stuff. Yeah. Okay, that is really reassuring. I think it's really easy when we get into this world of taking ownership and more responsibility of our health. That's true. To just second guess. I mean, that's true. And feel like you might do something wrong, especially yeah. when we're doing it with our children or yep. when you're giving somebody advice and you give them a remedy. I think it happens the most I hear in colds when, mm -hmm. because they change so quick or headaches or something, but when you're giving people stuff and then they develop a new symptom or it gets worse, I can totally relate to that, that almost irrational worry. But, um, I just think this is a really timely and perfect topic to cover and to hear from you. You've been practicing for a long time. You see people way more often than we do. And to just tell us to chill. It, yeah, it just doesn't happen. I just wouldn't worry about it at all. I don't worry about it at all. <clears throat> um, again, it's, it's good to know what it is. But, you know, one last thing that I think we didn't say about approving is, you know, approving, if you get a new symptom, have you ever had that symptom in your life? Mm -hmm. So who can really remember 
What if you're 50 years old and you have something that came up when you were something, something you had something when you were 10 and it's coming back out. That's not approving. So what if you don't remember, but okay, fine. If you don't remember ever having that before, then you, um, then you go and look in the materia medica, read the remedy. If it matches, stop taking the remedy and see if the symptom goes away. Mm. That's fine. Well, you, you know, know what? That, that is another good point to make and something to consider because as you start using homeopathy and your body is triggered to maybe sometimes handle this acute illness, but also maybe you're taking a remedy to help deal with these headaches. Maybe you had, you get randomly and maybe that kind of aggravates something unrelated to your current acute illness. So feels like something totally different, but maybe it's really Mm -hmm. helping uproot something you've carried or suppressed for a long time. Yep. So yeah. Aggravating. And that's probably what's happening. Illness. And yeah, that's probably what's really happening. So yeah, I hope that was helpful for acute, I mean, um, provings versus aggravations. And I hope that it just helps to ease your mind that you don't really don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Again, you are always um, very wise and so helpful. So thank you. Thank you for being with me. It makes it much more fun. Always. See you guys next time. (laughs) Bye.